0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Set on Glory podcast. Uh, I'm Shasta. And I'm Kristen. And, yep, it's been, like, forever since we <laughs> did a podcast. We were just talking, like, just been a lot of life that's went on since uh, the last time we yeah. recorded a podcast. I don't know. Like We've got trips went down and spring break and ball. ball. Our kids ball. have started ball. And yeah. and, and so I am drinking. one less organ. So <laughs> I had a gallbladder
1: attack and had to have surgery. So, um, yeah, we apologize for the big gap in time, but, um, it actually did give us even more time to study and, and, um, just be able to bring this podcast to you. Yep, that's right. So, uh,
0: so anyway, all right. Um, what we're going to talk about today is, um, the doctrine of sanctification. Um, I guess that kind of sounds like a big scary word, but, um, it's not, we're going to break it down. So, um, we're just going to talk about what it means and how God works in this process throughout our lives. Um, and so like this question came just straight out of scripture. Um, what is, what is God's will for my life? Maybe that's what some people, I don't know if you find yourself asking that or whatever. Um, but not too long ago, our Sunday school lesson was in like first Thessalonians. And so, First Thessalonians four, three says for this is the will of, this is the will of God, your sanctification. Um, and I'm going to stop right there in that verse because we just want to talk about what sanctification is and what it means. Um, and we'll pick back up with the rest of the verse, uh, in just a minute. But, um, so yeah, like what is sanctification? Um, a definition that I found out of a um, systematic theology book, is it's uh, a progressive work of God and believers that makes us more and more free from sin and more like Christ in our lives.
1: Yeah, and I just kind of Googled some, um, sanctification and just that that uh, definition says to be set apart, free, free from sin, purity to be made holy, disconnected from sin. Um, but then a biblical version of that is the process by which um the holy spirit transfer transforms believers thoughts motives and behave behaviors to conform to the holiness and purity set apart and separated from sin um i think it's just a big scary word that people kind of like what what does this mean but um it's really just broken down. Simple terms is that it's it's God desiring to have a more, um, personal community, like, I'm sorry. I'm stumbling over my words, uh, personal intimate relationship with you. But he, his, it's his main goal. His main will for you is for your thoughts to be his thoughts and, um, his, um, his words to be your words. And, um, Anyways, um uh, and then from sanctification um goes into salvation, right? So um uh, yeah. salvation is a deliverance from sin and its its consequences um believers we we think that this is brought on by faith in Christ. Um and so but anyway, sanctification is just a big scary word that should not be scary at all because it's
0: really Oh, I mean, it's part of your salvation. Right. It's, it's a good thing actually. And, um, of course it only happens once you have been saved after salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just kind of the process of God growing you to know him better and to be, you know, more conformed, um, to Christ. And like, like I said, it starts only after we have been saved or justified by Christ's work on the cross, you know, and that just means like justification. It just means that we're We are not guilty. Um, Mm -hmm. Jesus takes our guilt and makes us righteous in God's sight. And so um, that in itself is just an amazing thing. And he, you know, he could have just left us there. like He should have just left us there. (laughs) Well, and like even, but just like saving us, just, just salvation alone. Like, okay, that was it. Like you're done. You're you're, done. You know, stamp. You're, you know, whatever. You're good. You're forgiven. Whatever. Go on about your, not, not go on about your way, you know, but like but he chooses to like work on us and renew grow us. us and renew mm-hmm. us and even like he includes us in his plan of like saving other people mm-hmm. like i think like that is just an amazing um thing and so um that we were we were guilty of sin like we we deserved hell and he he saves us from that you know Jesus Jesus blood saves us from that and then you know not only does he just save us he also has this whole plan for us to become more like Christ, you know, and Ephesians 2, 4 says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ by grace, you have been saved. Um, we were made right before God only by his grace, Mm -hmm. not from anything that, that we did. Um, and so that's just kind of what, what salvation is and that, Kind of brings on the sanctification process. Yeah.
1: Salvation starts with the cross. Acknowledgement of sin. And saved. Um, and then justified by God. And then sanctification begins from there. And then through obedience in Christ. Um, which... And then internal... I mean, then an end ends with eternity with God. I mean, yeah. it's God wanting... I mean, first, first He just... He saves you. And He justifies you. And then he begins to conform your your mind to his mind um so that when you are with him eternally you're one minded i mean that's that's he wants you to be set on the same things that he's set on um he desires oneness with you um
0: um 1 corinthians 6:11 says and such were some of you we were sinners lost, just like anyone else, mm-hmm. just like the Gentiles that he's talking to. Um, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Um, so yeah, sanctification is just the simple fact of God growing you in his word. Um, or it can be as, simp- as simple as God, like growing you in his word, mm-hmm. um, or just you know putting people in your life to disciple you. Um, and so that's just kind of what we want to talk about. like what does that look like? What does the yeah. sanctification process look, in your life look, look like? Look like? Um, and it can look a lot of like a lot of different things. Um,
1: I it, mean yeah, because I mean obviously, I mean, I'm not pointing one one finger or the other, but I mean obviously, if you've grown up in a Christian household your whole entire life, um, your sanctif or your salvation, your conversion and your sanctification is going to look different from someone who has, you know, I mean, has had a terrible life is let's say like they were bounced from one foster home to another or lived on the streets or was a drug addict or alcoholic or, I mean, or even like they, they had a good home, but then like, they got into a bad marriage and their spouse was verbally or physically abusive. I mean, those things are going to look different, but the process is still the same. Right. I mean, God, God justifies you. He saves you. He grants you grace. And then from there, that's where your sanctification starts. I mean, growing in
0: God's word. Um, And we're all, I mean, we're all like that. salvation and the gospel in itself, like, puts us all on the same same equal equal you know field at that point you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah like somebody who you know even even a child to come into faith you know there um and just different things in your life you know throughout your life i mean god just uses so many different things you know and i I think you know so one basic kind of thing of your sanctification is just like that you should be growing in in his word Mm -hmm. um because like we're never gonna arrive to this perfect place of sanctification mm-hmm. on this earth, you know, we're, we're, we're always to be growing and learning more, um, about him. And second Peter three eighteen says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And then, um, Hebrews five twelve also says for thou, for though by this time you should be teachers. You need someone to teach you the basic principles of God. Um, And so, I I don't know, you know, just, I think even, even, even if there's not some big, huge thing going on in your life, I think you should always, you know, we should always be striving to, to learn more about the Bible. You know, you can always learn more. I I feel like sometimes every time you, you can read the same story over and over again and God can show you something new and something deeper every time. And so, and so how
1: does that happen? It's, it's your sanctification process, right? Right. It's from being a fresh babe on milk to a meat eater like it's him growing you and your sanctification and that's when you see more and more and more through scripture when he can show you something um you know the first time and it simply just kind of means maybe literal like what it means on the paper but then he shows you you know six months eight months year maybe it's even a day or two later and it means something totally different then you see something even deeper and more intimate and and just a bigger picture of who God is, I mean, that's, that's your sanctification. That's Him growing in your word. But right. then again, you would never see that if you're not in His word. Right. Um, he gives you a desire when He changes you, when He shows you um, Himself more fully, I mean Yourself more fully, He gives you a desire to stay away from sin and to replace that desire with obedience to Him. Um you know, and and none of this is done out of like obligation or you do this because you love the father. You do this because of what he has done for you that you are so undeserving of. I mean, you do this because you want to, right? right? I mean, this is nothing that's like, being made to do it's that God imputes a desire in you to grow more desire more of what he wants you to
0: um, grow in you know and that's his word and and ultimately his will and he he has to he has to do that work like he has to transform you because you know us and ourself and our own fleshly Mm -hmm. desires you know we I mean you know we we might want to change for a little bit for some reason you know but but I'm saying like he he will give you a desire to read his word. You know, um, the natural man does not have that desire. You know, he will give you a desire to go and be um, in church amongst other believers, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And even even when it's hard, even when you're tired, even when, I mean, you know, He he will give you that. Because, you know, me and myself, like there's, you know, there were times that I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to go to church or I don't think I'm going to go, you know, me and my Mm -hmm. own fleshly self saying like, oh, I'm so tired, you know, or I could just stay home and get all this laundry done or whatever, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's me sometimes, but like, but he is inside of me saying, no, like, I want to go. I want to go and be with those people. Like I need, you know, I, I need his word. I need that time, you know, to go and grow and you know i'm i'm always blessed even more in those times you know probably in the times when i'm like eh, i could so stay home and just like go to bed early um i'm always more blessed in those times but that's totally him you know like i mean yes. just changing you and making you more like him and that that's that's what sanctification is um titus 2:11 through
1: 14 for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation For all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify um, and to purify uh, for himself a people of his own possession, who are zealous for good works. I mean, man, if that, like, that's my God, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so like the sanctification process can also be really difficult and hard. Mm. It can be painful, you know, um, because God will also in, in all of that, like God will show you your sin. Um, and you'll begin, you know, you'll begin to see it for what it really is. And, if we are truly believers, if we are truly, you know, his, um, we will just grow to hate our sin more and more, you know, like yeah. it doesn't mean that you're going to be sinless or you're going to be perfect. Like, no, but, um, you, recognize, sin you more. recognize it and you see like, Oh my gosh, you know, like I, sh- I don't need to do that, you know, or whatever. And our preacher always says this, he says, um, or he has said this lately, um, the more you show sin to God's people the more they rejoice in God's goodness. And mm. I, I think that's so true. I, I think so true. Um, some people will see it and they but and they don't want to repent, you know. They don't they don't want that. They don't want to see that or they don't want to talk about that. You know, they're gonna turn away from that. But the true a true believer will will love that. You know, will will be like, yes Lord, get rid of this sin, you know, I want this sin out of my life or whatever. And so like a true believer just can't can't go on sinning um, right
1: and i think the more you see your sin i mean god just keeps showing you the more you see your sin and the more recognizable it is but with seeing that sin you see how much more grace means yeah and yeah. how much more um his death on the cross means his resurrection means i mean you see the what he did for you how how b- much bigger that is the
0: more you see your sin yeah. you know oh yeah definitely First John three nine says no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Um, And like, you just think you have to think like, that's just the evidence of children of God. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that separates us from, you know, believers and non-believers, you know, um, that does not mean that you're not going to sin. Um, You know, that's not what we're saying. I'm just saying like, if you're not growing to hate your sin more and more, if you're not being, you know, um repulsed by your sin or, you know, um repentant for your sin, I guess that's what I'm looking yeah, for. The yeah. word you know, like we need yeah, um Romans Repentance si- is part of our sanctification yeah. process, I guess. Go ahead.
1: Romans six twelve, uh let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passion. I mean, if you think about that, like Someone who's a Christian, who's a true Christian, does not want sin um, to remain in their body and to, to practice it, to obey it, to, to um, proceed. And I mean, they, they don't, they don't enjoy that. I mean, there's going, like Shasta said, you, you're going to sin. I mean, we, we were born sinners, but the acknowledgement of your sin, you You don't want to do that anymore. You want to turn from that sin. Um, But it's hard. It's hard at times. I mean, we, we, you can't, it's hard to be something that you are, that you are. You know what I mean? And you don't, but you don't desire that way anymore. I mean, a true believer hates their sin. You realize you can abstain from the sin, um, but, but you don't want to keep, you don't want it to keep working in you.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I think, and and it's just like, it's, it's always going to be like a battle, you know, like your whole life. But Mm -hmm. as you know, I I think, I think you just have to, you know, realize when you, when you see it, you know, you need to be repentant of it. And, and I mean, that's, that's a, like I said, like, that's how God sanctifies us. Um, and we, we have this saying at our church, struggle is good. (laughs) Struggle is good. Um, because like our our pastor, he preached through Philippians, like, I don't know how long ago, Mm -hmm. but, um, that's kind of what, that was like kind of the theme of, of Philippians is, um, you know, God uses all things for his glory. Um, and we may not be able to see it, you know, like right when we're in it, but Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says, um, not that I'm speaking of being in need for, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. In verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, And I I just think like this verse is so often kind of taken out of context a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I'm even guilty of that. But this this verse is about being content in your struggle and thankful for your struggle. I mean, it's about being thankful for your struggle a little bit. I mean... Because because that's how you know God's working on you. You know, I mean that's yeah. that's sanctification. I mean that's it's a it's a hard thing to do, being thankful for a struggle. For but that struggle. that's why he says Paul says that I have learned. Like it's something that we have to learn yeah. throughout our life. You know, and,
1: <clears throat> you have to go through. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, learned is something that was gone through. Yeah, First Peter one six through seven, um, in this. You rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that precious, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I mean, no um, struggle or trial is meant to be gone through by yourself, number one. But every struggle, trial, journey God walks you through and how long it lasts, um, the outcome will always be worth the time. Um, Mm -hmm. God will always use that time to grow you, others around you, your children, whoever. um, Or maybe it's just for you, but they were always meant for your good. God will always mean those trials to glorify himself, but to grow you in himself. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what any trial is meant to be.
0: Right. Yeah, um, and I just think, like, I had this thought, like, you can, you can become, you know, you can let it grow you, you can let Mm -hmm. the struggle grow you, or you can become bitter in it, you know, but I think there's, like, no middle ground, you know, I think you're either growing in, in sanctification through God, or you're, or you're getting angry about it, or you're getting bitter about it, you know, and, and like, you know, like Kristen said, like, it's, or I don't know if you said that, but it, it it is for you but it, but it also could just be for somebody else like mm-hmm. to to watch you do that or you know um maybe maybe you're going through something that you can later on down the road help somebody with you know mm-hmm. like you just don't know like you don't know what God's doing he's doing a million different things right. in every little moment of every little all the time yeah. you know um and so i don't i was listening to this podcast about I don't know. He said something like, "When when God gives you struggles, you're supposed to like walk around the corner and like do this little happy dance jig." <laughs> like, "Oh, thank you!" But I mean, who does that, right? right. Like, only only a Christian can understand that, though. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that every single time that I've had a struggle, like I'm like, "Oh, thank you, Lord, for this hard time," you know, because no, it's hard. But, um, I think. That if you will sit and just kind of ask the Lord, like, okay, Lord, like, you know, what are you trying to show me? What are you doing? doing?" Like, or, you know, or just ask yourself, like, what, what can I learn from this? You know? Yeah. Um, like God will show you that. Um, Elizabeth Elliot, Elliot, says, um, God will never keep anything from you that will make you more like Jesus and we all know Jesus went through some struggles. Yes
1: he did. Yeah. Um and you know, I I think from my personal life there's been many struggles along the way. And you know, I'll just be honest like I mean, I've even called my pastor before and been like, "Man, like this is what's going on." And I he said one time, And he's probably going to listen and hear this. But he said, like, that is great. And I'm thinking, what? You're crazy. And then he was like, no, listen, listen. Like, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're right. You're right. Like, thank you for showing me that when I was, like, stuck right here, you know, only seeing right here. But yet you saw further than that. And then that just gives you. and, And he's just a man. But, like to see even further what God was doing through that even you know yeah. that I just I couldn't see past you know um but in my personal experience I mean a lot of my sanctification has been just living out my sanctification I mean there has been a lot of hard struggling times that you know like I have felt like I was placed against the fire, you know. I mean, persecuted almost for my sanctification. I mean, for my salvation. Um, and, and then there's, there's times where you're like, Lord, I mean, you're just crying out for a thankful heart in that time because you're just wanting to be thankful because yeah. you're, you're not, you're, you're struggling at the time, you know. I mean, that's me just being honest. But then the more you, The more time passes, you see like how much God grows you through those times and then how he just keeps using those times to just sanctify you even more. You know, I mean, Um, so your sanctification could just be an outward showing of the gospel. I mean, that that might be the only thing it's used for, um, which is a good thing. I mean, and I'm thankful for that for, you know, sure. but it could, it could be to, um, to, to maybe for your, for your kids to see salvation more fully. It could be for your coworkers, your husband, your, your grandmother, your mother. I I mean, anybody, but right. in those moments, in those struggles, those hard times, it's hard to go around the corner and do a happy dance, <laughs> <Sure. Yeah. laughs> but yeah. just know that those trials are only meant for your good. I mean, so maybe just slow down and also think like, I man, God has planned out every single aspect of your life. So, you um, being upset, you um, being mad, bitter, does, I mean, the process is still going to be the same. All that's changed is your attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, so can you be thankful in those moments that God is walking you through a trial that ultimately glorifies him or be mad or bitter in those moments? You know, I Mm -hmm. mean, I think that's what your mindset has to change, you know?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think my personal experience, I mean, my salvation came from a horrible trial, you know, like God just grew me through like just some hard, horrible things that happened in my life, but he showed me who he was through that stuff. And so like, I wouldn't take that back for nothing Mm -hmm. you know i mean as as horrible and hard as it was for me like i wouldn't go back and change that because that is the way he brought about my salvation you know and so you just don't know i mean yeah or you know maybe you're like maybe i'm you're already saved but he might just be taking you deeper you don't know Or, or like she said you might he might be trying to show someone else himself through you watching you walk through a struggle you know as christians um our suffering is never for nothing. I mean, that's something else that Elizabeth mm-hmm. Elliot said. So suffering is never for, for nothing. It's always, um, you know, good is going to come from it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might not be able to see it. And you might not be able to thank him for it in the moment, you know? And, like, I think God, like, gets that. Like, I mean, why are there so many Psalms that are crying out, Oh, Lord, and, Lord you know, Lord, why, Lord. how long, yeah. Lord, are you going to? I mean, God, God understands that. But I think... As long as, you know, I think he's going to walk you through it. I think you just, if you would just ask him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like to show you and help you, I guess, be more content in your struggle. In your
1: struggle. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, so, I and I, I think a lot of my salvation in my own personal life has just come from, or my sac- sanctification, I don't know what I said. But anyway, it <laughs> came from, like, my children. Like, just, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, teaching them and, and, um. Having to, you know, swallow my pride and go back and be like, you know, I'm sorry that I raised my voice Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, I'm sorry I acted like that or, um, you know, just and, and even just knowing that they're watching all the time, you know, so I don't know, but. Anyways, we got to talk about the other part. Of yeah. this verse. <laughs> so there is a another part. <laughs> yeah, I can't just late read 1 like Thessalonians. The I
1: mean, it, it it's um the second. Um, uh, I said first Thessalonians. Um,
0: uh, yeah, four first,
1: three. Yeah, four three. The the rest of it is. So it, the whole verse is, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immor- immorality. Um, that each of you know how to control his or her her own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. For God has not called us for impurity, but for holiness.
0: So, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, sexual immorality is just a huge problem, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, and this like not a surprise to God because it's right there. It's like right there. he wants you to be sanctified.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: says to abstain from sexual immorality, you know? Um, and this is nothing new. No, you know, it, it's a huge problem in our culture today, just like it was to them in Thessalon- Thessalonica, yeah. Thessalonica. <laughs> um, back in the day. And, um, the Bible can never mean anything to something to us that it didn't mean to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, God's not surprised by this. He knew that, that this one was going to be hard to overcome, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, cause there are several other times in God's word where he warns us of this, you know, controlling our bodies and our minds and our sexual imp- impulses, um, is a very hard thing to do. Uh, we are a sexual people. He made us that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made us man and woman, and in that very, very specific way. You know, he, he designed the whole thing. Um, it's his design, though. It's, it's not ours right. to make it whatever we want it to be. Um, you know, and, and, and we are to be married before we enjoy that sexual part of, of the, relationship, the relationship of who we are. You know, um, and we have to look to the Lord for help with this, just like any other sin. Um, maybe even more for some people. Um and that you know, just that kind of striving for obedience to god and and for holiness might take a great deal of effort for some people you know and 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 might not for some people you know it's sin is sin there's nothing any you know um there's no worse sin than the other, but um you know, I think I was very specific to put this there because yeah, I mean controlling your body self-control is is a big thing,
1: yeah and i I think. He places such importance on this is because sexual sin, from sexual sin stems a lot of other sins, which mostly all sin stems from that. I mean, um, and pride
0: too. I mean, you know, like pride is like a very, you know, I mean, I I want what I want, you know, I want, I should be able to do this. I should be, you Mm -hmm. know, I want this. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry,
1: no, it's fine. Romans one twenty four. Therefore, God gave them up in their lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves. I mean, uh, Colossians three two. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things of the earth. Um, Colossians thirty five. Put to death therefore what is is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity. Passion, evil, desires, um, covetous, which is idolatry. I mean, there was there's multiple, multiple, multiple mentions in the Bible about sexual immorality. In the reference that he does this, I think the reason he starts with my will for you is this, abstain from this, is because sexual immorality is the total opposite of what he wants you to be. Um, he doesn't want you to have lust. He doesn't want you to have impurity, th- imp- impure thoughts. He doesn't want to have evil desires. Um, and then from that, uh, ob- idolatry. I mean, there's so many things that keep spiraling from those things. He wants your desires to be holiness, purity, oneness with himself, righteousness, um, bear fruit. I mean, none of those stem from sexual immorality, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think too, <laughs> he He says that too, Shasta, just like you said, is because his he created us, he created the world, but he created us personally individually, man and woman he he like he loves us so much that he imputes so much into us, and he uses us for so much and that's where we can go so wrong is with sexual immorality, you know? Right. I mean, these, that is, I mean, he, in the Bible, he talks about his bride, um, bride of Christ, his groom. And when, and how that, that is supposed to be mimicked with a marriage and with his church. And when you get the sexual immorality wrong, that's where everything goes disastrous. You know, I mean, yeah. whether it's in the church or whether it's a marriage or whether it's you, unwed um anything I mean you get that wrong and it goes downhill yeah
0: yeah that's right um and and I think like so one of the big biggest stumbling blocks for um us growing in God and and sharing the gospel is just is sin in our life you know Mm um and I think in order for us to be growing in God and growing closer to God, we have to strive for obedience in all aspects of our life. Um, and we have to be in his word to do that, you know? And, um, you know, it's just a, just a coming of acknowledging that sin and, you know, and growing to hate it, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and, and sin is sin and we don't get to pick and choose Mm -hmm. like, what, what we think is, and what we think isn't, you know, I mean, what the Bible says is what the Bible says, and as Christians, you know, that's what we have to live by, um, and sometimes, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes, you know, I think people are afraid that they're going to offend someone, you know, by, by saying things like this, you know, but it's just the truth, you know, um, you're either growing in grace and sanctification, or you're not, you know, um, and I think every everybody everybody has sin in their life, right? Like everybody everybody um and everybody's sin looks different. Um and so I think that's just kind of The Bible the Bible says, you know, what sin is and we don't we just don't get to I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. Ah, we don't <laughs> get to pick and choose like what we want to believe from the Bible um or what we may like just to make an excuse for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I think we just we've we've come to a place I think in the war in I don't know where we're just so more afraid of offending man than than we are Please, of offending yeah. God, mm-hmm. you know yeah. um, I think we've just we've got that backwards um we also say this a lot in our church too um we have
1: such high view of man and such low view of God nowadays um we don't we don't know. The true holiness, the true wrath, the true justification of god um we're we're so worried about justifying man and pleasing man um, that that God's almost an afterthought. Right. Um, and so I mean i, I we're, we're never gonna stop sinning until we're until we're with Christ one day, but you know, and we've said all this mainly to a Christian, I mean, sanctification is definitely only a process that happens in a Christian, Mm -hmm. but we also want you to understand, too, that as a sinner, someone who is not saved, as a sinner, your sin can never be so great that God cannot cannot justify you. I mean, there is never anything that you can do that God cannot forgive you for. I mean, all you have to do is see your sin. You have to call out. I mean, it's the gospel, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. so you have got to know that nothing you do cannot be forgiven. And Mm -hmm. God is always right there to to forgive you. And then you turn from your sin, and that's where your sanctification begins. And so I think that I also just want to say that. Like, there's as an unsaved person, like, Yes, you are going through trials. The only difference is, is you don't have God walking beside you, and walking with you, and um, and sustaining you through that process. And so, like, that's where you you need to see your sin against a holy God. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, as a Christian, if you're not turning from your sin, and you're not, and you keep a uh, walking walking repeatedly through that sin what was that verse again um you keep repetitively doing the sin we just read it a while ago yeah um then i mean you gotta turn from it you gotta abstain from it you you do not you do not want to keep sinning and that's that's where the big difference is between an unsaved and a saved person is you've got to turn from that sin you want to be justified you want to be purified you want to live a holy life a righteous life and that's your sanctification
0: Right. And, you know, I mean, all of this, like, man, I mean, all of this that we say on this podcast, like, comes out of love completely, you know, and, and we also come from a place of, like, we, we are not sinless, you know, <laughs> we I mean, live it. And we, we live our life. And, yeah, I mean, we are sinners and we, you know, and we, we deal with our sin, you know, just like anybody does. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, like now people just, um, they want to be so quick to just condone sin and be like, oh, he was just made that way or whatever, you know, and you want to be so quick to like not offend anybody or you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, and, and like, no, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I mean, we just believe that, um, we have to speak truth because the truth mm-hmm. will set you free, you know? I mean, like yeah. that's true. I mean, that's, that's true. Like that's how, um, The truth of the gospel, you know, that is what the truth is and it will set you free. And, you know, you have to teach your kids these things. You know, as Christians, we have to, um, we have to teach our kids right and wrong and what the Bible says about all of these things. You know, I mean, we have people in this world saying that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. And like, yeah, I I don't know, but like, if you think that, like, I just, I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? We have people like running our country that that believe these things and I'm just like I can't even if you don't even know the basic things about science and biology then like I don't even know if I can listen to anything else you say you know but like again all of that what what does that come from where does all of that the man and the woman and the gender and the transgender and all that stuff come from sexual immorality yeah you know I mean oh my goodness like yeah it's tough he knew it was gonna be tough um so, yeah, that's just kind of you know, we have to teach truth and the only truth is God's word. And so what is God's will for your life? Your sanctification. Your sanctification. You're growing to be more and more Christ-like in your daily walk. Um So, yeah, like if you're I guess are just Last thoughts of the day are just like, what, you know, is there something difficult going on in your life right now? You know, like, could it, could it be God trying to grow you, you know, um, maybe you stop and just pray and say, you know, Lord, help me to help me to see you in this, like how you can work or how you can work through me or in me or, um, around me, mm-hmm. around me just to, to glorify yourself in this, you yeah. know, cause that's, that's what it's about. Um, yeah. his glorification in all things.
1: Romans six nineteen says, I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations for just as you once presented yourselves as members of slaves to impurity, to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. Um, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Yeah. I mean, that's my desire for you. You know, as as once we were lost and all our desire was, you know, lawlessness on top of lawlessness. It was sin on top of sin. You know, lust on top of lust. Sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Now present your, yourselves as members of slaves to righteousness, mm-hmm. leading to sanctification. Set your mind on holy things. Um being in God's word, desiring his word more fully, setting yourself, um, with like-minded people to grow in your sanctification for yourself mainly, but for others around you, your children, um, to grow you in your marriage, your friendships, your church, the obedience within your church, um, so that one day you can be made holy in oneness with God. Yeah, that's
0: right. totally right
1: so um we love y'all and we hope you have a great rest of the day and um thank you for listening and we hope to have you another podcast real soon yeah thanks for listening bye bye